The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. It's coffee and cream in the morning, and we are live. I'm in St. Louis, though. DB's at Hale Varsity Club, the best place to spend any opportunity you can to watch a sporting event and take in some great cuisine. I don't use that word enough, but cuisine. <laughs> I think DB is a cuisine. Cuisine. Type of guy. I am. I had the. Um, wings on friday the added a little breading i got the oh the sa- breaded wings yeah you told me to try those they're unbelievable got the sauce on the side uh it's good for dipping oh man and I, I didn't get my own burger this time because i've had it twice i went with the breakfast burger and my egg was perfect in terms of the yolk it was they do a good job, man. Next to best in the business. Hey, I had some St. Louis style pizza over the weekend at a Christmas party, and that is something I'm bringing back for you. That's the th- that's the thin crust jam, right? Oh yeah, that's the cracker bread. Okay, that's a lot better than crust crust, kind of whatever it was that you were trying to create. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, at thanks. The house that back up. A couple weeks ago, that still that'll be one of the all time funny moments ever. <laughs> By the way. Hey, I can't wait to try to recreate it and the pressure that is going to be on my shoulders. Pre- to press, it. Pressure zone. I can't have Kim come after me. No, 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 you don't. You do not want her upset with you. <laughs> hey, all. you know what a good recipe is, though, It is up and down all the way around. A good football team, right? That's what that's what makes the best type of cuisine. And that's what Matt Rule is trying to create right now. And, you know, full disclosure, last night I was pretty hyped going to bed because I uh, pulled up the old YouTube where you can catch us right now on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio and was checking out some Jeff Sims highlights. Yeah. And boy, and, and I know they're highlights, so we're only seeing the good. Uh, he had some inconsistencies in his game this season and in previous seasons, and injuries didn't help him either. But for the most part, this guy, he showed flashes of being a high-profile player. Yeah, big arm. Uh, he's thin. He's got to fill out a little bit, but um, plays with some poise, kind of seems to be under control. He's mobile, um, so that kind of fits your dual threat deal that you were kind of asking about last week with how Nebraska wants to work at the quarterback spot. And I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll get a good talk on or with uh, Sam McEwen, who talked about it on the Pick 6 podcast. And, you know, there, there's, there's some risk-rewards there, and I kind of I agree with him. Um, you know, the dual threat, you're obviously 
prone to, to getting hit a little bit more, but I'm one of those guys, Drew Down, that thinks if design quarterback runs are a lot safer for a quarterback than pocket passers that don't see pressure coming. So I'll always kind of subscribe to that theory. So there's some give and take there. You know, I see a lot of Justin Fields play calling in Jeff Sims play calling from this past year. When I watched him run the RPO and, uh, you know, he recognizes that pressure that you're talking about. He has tremendous vision. And there were so many times to where he's not like the the biggest guy either. Mm -hmm. Like I would venture to say he's, he's a little more skinny than he is buff. But when he gets out into the open field, because he's so thin, he's able to make tacklers miss. Yeah, subtle. He's not afraid to put his body on the line. Yeah, real, real subtle with his kind of, kind of that wiggle. And they're getting some guys, I think, based on what I think can happen from all the guys in this weekend and what will happen on signing day this week, that really want to be there. Like, I think that's under – I think it's kind of underappreciated. Getting folks that want to be there versus having somebody come because they feel like they have to be there, that was, you know, the best that they had. I don't think – it doesn't sound like a lot of the guys in this group at all. And so if you get guys that want to be there, man, you give yourself a chance to have some success from a a chemistry and, dare I say it this early, a culture stick. Standpoint. You know what? I was going to say the C word. Yeah, culture. The C word. They're establishing a culture. The dreaded C word. <laughs> you, you can no, don't talk to me about time. culture. Talk to me about wins. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. It hey, doesn't culture lead to wins, though. What's that? I said, doesn't culture lead to wins, though? Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And I think culture is one of those things that can get you by, too, when talent waivers or you're trying to get through some injuries. I've seen culture can can do a ton um you know but uh, that that's that's part of it we'll just see how quick we'll just see how quick they can settle in in terms of defining it because when you take a look at the quarterback spot and what they have the potential to put together I'm not sure what happens with Casey Thompson but when you look at what's going on in the Big Ten West in terms of quarterback play I mean Sims has got to already be right at the top um and that's if you're just talking like talent coming back from a year ago now, you can make the case, hey, we don't know what's going to happen with this team. But when you're just looking at the quarterback talent at the position, oh, yeah, you could you could make the case in the West that it's Sims kind of leading the way. A lot of raw skill that he brings to the table, too. And I think that actually fits for a perfect recipe when you describe the offense that Matt Rule's trying to put together. You surround your quarterback, the quarterback that you grabbed, that is prone to escaping pressure, using his legs, and pair him with those speedy, those those receiver, that receiving group, I should say, with bolstering speed and athleticism. Mm. It only allows for, let's say when the play goes wrong, you to still be able to make a play find a receiver find the open window it's interesting too because at that qb spot like just the rhythm and timing and we saw it last year to some degree when things were in sequence and on time like the offense actually looked kind of crisp and kind of smooth it was when it it gets disjointed and you got off script that it could look so poor at times i'll be curious to see what happens 
like from a philosophy standpoint in terms of like rhythm, right? Can this offense function to some degree with a little bit of improv and just a little bit of savvy? Because it's not always going to be one, two, three, get it out of my hand. One, two, three, four, five, get it out of my hand. Or, you know, clean releases and things like that. They've got to be able to function when things aren't always uh, super smooth. So that's one of the things I'm, I'll be curious to see what the run game, what the offense is going to look like. Because I think with Sims and some of these guys that they're looking at at the quarterback spot, you may be able to reintroduce a little bit of the quarterback run game element. And that's always interesting for me because if you can force teams to play 11 on 11 as a guy that, that coaches defense, that always stresses me out a little bit. Now, Jeff Sims gives you that ability to improv, as you were saying, but what also leads to improv and extra time in the pocket is the O-line mm -hmm. and building your O-line to give you that time. I, I, when you counted to five, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, we have five seconds to throw the football because that didn't really seem uh, all, all that possible yeah. this year. But if you rebuild the O-line the way that it should be shaped up in the Big Ten, that, that's a key importance. And we've been saying that's probably the number one priority. Yeah, O-line and D-line. Like, you're, you're waiting for um, to, to kind of get some guys in. You do get a couple of guys back potentially with, with, with Teddy and Norelli, which will help. But you need depth, and you've got to get, you've got to get some bigs along the D-line, too, because whether it's an odd or an even front, right, if it's a three-man front, you still you, you got to have a couple of studs in, in the interior. And if it's a four-man front, um, you got to have some guys that can provide some depth, too. So uh, whatever Nebraska does, uh, they, they, need more, they need more bodies because you have to get ready in the spring. It'd be huge, too, if Nebraska could – Somehow, some way, you know, for Christmas, wrap up this present for us, Cornelius. Oh, if we yeah. can get that gift to open up on December 25th. The number one that, target, right? Absolutely the number one target. And yeah. I, I, I love – he seems like a great fit for Nebraska just for this reason. For one, because he had no stars. He built a reputation for himself. So he's rising the ranks. Yeah. And now he's at the deserving spot or at least headed – to a more deserving spot. Yeah, one in which and he's earned. a fighter. Yeah. He's a grinder. So those, he's that, somebody that will bear down for you up front. Yeah, that's, you know, those are the guys that I gravitate towards because that's what wins. Flash and dash is cool. Give me some grit. I think I can outlast you. He fits the Nebraska bill. And then you mentioned defensively on the line. Is there somebody that you're targeting in the portal or are you kind of leaning toward? The high school side. I think of they're going to have to go to the high school ranks or the junior college ranks to start, but we'll see who's port portaling the rest of this week, and then when it opens up again after the first of the year. It's crazy too with bowl games happening. We talked about it a little bit last week, but a lot of guys sitting out yeah. for their respected bowl games, which kind of makes it difficult to predict. As we as we saw. Right, and uh, it, a little update for everybody. I have the brackets all checked out here, and Shane and I tied with seven. Seven, so there were nine games. Shane and I got seven out of the nine. DB, you are one spot behind with six, yeah. and oh. that came with your SMU pick. 
Don't worry, I'll reign supreme. Uh, you may be making me a crunch wrap supreme for breakfast. Over, over time, much. my guy. Over t- it's a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. We'll get into Tristan Alvano next.